are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. I hope everybody's having a wonderful Tuesday. As I know I am, it's always great to just uh, be able to enjoy some of the finer things in life, like cooking chicken in a crock pot, which is what I'm currently doing while I'm doing this podcast. So I'm sure you all wanted to hear that and really cared, but it's just what I'm doing and uh, just relating, you know, trying to connect, trying to connect with the audience and all that fun stuff. But anyways, you know, it, it's we got a few fun things to talk about and some updates on some news going on. But, you know, today is a very interesting day. Because a year ago today, at the time of this recording, which is Tuesday, November, was it 10th? Yeah, November 10th, 2020, for those of you who can't read. Um, <laughs> it's, it's funny because today, a year ago, is when Chad Morris was fired at Arkansas. This very day. And I remember that time, and I remember that moment. And thinking back on it, and reliving it just a little bit. And I, and I did that mainly by social media. And, you know, looking at some of the posts that I made a year ago on social media about Chad Morris. And also I had a video of watching Chad Morris walk off the field for the last time and looking at his final press conference as the Razorback head coach and all this stuff. And like looking back on it, I know we never like to really talk about the past, especially when things are going so good right now for Razorback football. But I look back during that time and I try to put myself in the position of what it was like during that during that time. And one thing that I remember most of all was that I had, and as a Razorback fan growing up, I always had faith. I always had hope. I always had a, really a positive outlook, an optimistic viewpoint, if you will, on what Arkansas football could be and what it should be. And during that time, when Chad Morris was fired especially, I was fearful. I wasn't fearful because I thought it was the wrong decision. I knew it was the right decision to fire Chad Morris, but I was fearful because I had a feeling that this was going to spiral out of control. This was going to become a point to where Arkansas football would be for years to come mentioned among the likes of Kansas football or Indiana football, Purdue football, Rutgers football, just going into irrelevancy where you can never get out or at least find your way out because you have fallen so far. That's how I felt. Arkansas had only won one SEC game in three football seasons, one. They were the laughing stock. They were getting made fun of every single day. Fans stopped showing up to games. It just got to the point to where it was scary. It was scary that you didn't really know exactly what the future was going to hold for your program. And when Chad Morris was fired a year ago, I had that feeling. I didn't have an understanding of you know really what the plan was. I don't think anybody did. But you, at least in the back of your mind, felt pretty hopeful that, you know what, hey, maybe, maybe there's somebody out there that wants to come to Arkansas that uh, so will surprise us. 
because I also started trying to talk myself into this fact of like, all right, well, when Arkansas fired Houston Nutt, Bobby Petrino kind of fell in their lap a little bit. And it worked out perfectly. So maybe there could be something like that. Maybe there could be uh, another coach out there that's looking to change that we don't even know about and don't see coming and ends up being a, a rock star hire. Well, when time came and went for the SEC season and we knew that Barry Lunny, the interim coach at the time, was not getting the job, we also knew that Ole Miss decided to make a change after the end of the season. Mississippi State did as well. Missouri did as well. And all those coaching changes happening after Arkansas, well, looking on the opposite side of it, those jobs, even though they became open after Arkansas, they started filling up before Arkansas. Ole Miss hired Lane Kiffin. Missouri hired Eli Drinkwitz. And Mississippi State hired Mike Leach. All of those jobs, which people were losing their minds, freaking out, getting excited about, especially Ole Miss and Mississippi State, already writing it up for uh, SEC media days and how exciting that was going to be. And, man, the SEC just got tougher. Oh, my goodness, how in the world is, is any team going to survive in this league? All that stuff. And then there was Arkansas, kind of left holding the bag and not really being talked about. And the time, the time of names, type of names that got thrown around for Arkansas, none of those guys were coming. None of those guys were uh, no, no longer in the running, we would say. And it started to become very scary. It started to become very scary because you didn't know who you were going to end up with. My goodness, I mean, you just got rid of Chad Morris. Are you going to end up with another Chad Morris? Are you going to end up with another scrub? Another guy that you know might work? May not work, big risk hire that nobody's ever heard of and can't get anyone excited. Well, time went on. Names started getting dropped, and eventually you ended up with a guy that you at least knew of in Sam Pittman. And Sam Pittman, when he was hired, Razorback fans were familiar. But Razorback fans, for the most part, were not excited. Let's be honest. Lane Kiffin and Mike Leach, those were exciting names. Those were exciting hires. But Sam Pippen? Guy's never been head coach before at this level? Mm, no. It's not exciting, but let's be optimistic. Let's hope for the best. Let's see what staff he puts together. And I remember when at that press conference when Sam Pittman was officially hired and, and seeing him where he didn't have a speech prepared. You know, he he didn't have the cliche words of we're going to run the ball when we want to. We're going to pass the ball when we want to. We're going to work hard. We're going to, we you know, we're going to go out there and iron sharpens iron and all this stupid stuff. Like he never saw that or never heard from it, at least in his opening speech. All that was given to Razorback fans and the Razorback faithful was what came from his heart and off the top of his head. It wasn't polished. It wasn't clean. It was a little bit all over the place. But I remember sitting there in that press conference and listening to him, and I'm like, I'm glad he's not this way. I'm glad that he's not the Flash. I'm glad that he's not the guy that makes funny remarks and you know says the says all the right things at the right time and like he's politic. And I like that because Brett Bielma did that, and he sucked. Chad Morris even did that, and he was awful. 
this is a nice change. Nice change of pace. And then when you saw the staff come in for Sam Pittman and saw it all come together, you were like, okay, and I know I was. Man, Barry Odom, rock star hire. Kendall Bryles, the next up-and-coming offensive mind. He'd been around some great offensive programs. These other coaches that he got, great in recruiting, SEC experience. I'm here for it. This is great. Let's just hope they can do something with it because I remember Brett Bielma hired a really great coaching staff too. But you got to do something with it. And then when COVID hit, that's really where things kind of got nerve-wracking because you weren't having spring practice, really weren't having any summer camp workouts, or at least in the same regard that you were before. It made it to the point where even most diehard Razorback fans felt like, man, this, this might be the end. This might be when it all comes crashing down. And then you get the schedule. <laughs> You're not playing Notre Dame, which we know how good Notre Dame is this year. But instead, we're going to add Georgia and Florida to your schedule. Go crazy. Awesome. Can't wait. 10-game SEC schedule with this type of schedule and this type of team where you don't really know what in the world's going to happen. Okay, I guess we'll just have to make this work. Let's hope for the best. There's just so much unknown to it. And we don't have to go through what happens so far this year, but you know what happened this season. And you've seen what happens this season. Where Arkansas is sitting with essentially four wins, unofficially. Three wins, though, for sure. And opportunities to get even more. And it made me think back to this day, one year ago, when that change was made. How I felt that there was no hope. I felt that there was nothing that you could really feel good about. I had a fear. A fear that a program that I love so much... And that I've put a lot of my heart and soul into watching these games, covering these games, enjoying these games for years. All of that. I was fearful for it, that I would never see it again. Never see it in the way that I remember it. Sam Pittman wasn't the best hire. He was the right hire. Sam Pittman has brought pride and has instilled a sort a certain type of confidence into this program and into the fan base. Sam Pittman has done more with this program than I would say the previous three coaches combined, all in a matter of six games. What he has done is nothing short of incredible. And everybody is on board, myself included. I love this man, man. I love this team. I love what he's doing. And Razorback fans are feeling the same way. And the best thing about it, and this will be the final point I bring up with this, the best thing about it is that he is doing it in a way where he's humble, he's caring, he's genuine, and in all honesty, he's just a coach. Nothing else. Because that's all you need. And every single time he's gotten brought up with his success this year, every single interview he's ever done on Scott Van Pelt or the SEC Network, doesn't matter. Every single time he's told how amazing he is. How great his team is. How great of a job he's doing. 
And it doesn't matter, and it never fails, because every single time, he says the same thing. Our kids have done a great job, and we've got a great coaching staff. That's who he is. That's what he wants. That's who he wants to be. And honestly, if Arkansas can keep this up under Sam Pittman, there's no telling when the end will be, or what the end game will be at least. Because we know, more so than anybody, that things can change quickly. A simple motorcycle wreck can make all the difference in the world. But Arkansas has got three SEC wins, should be four. They have two very winnable games coming up with LSU and Missouri. If they won those games and finished this season five and five, but six and four, if unofficial, I'll give them six and four. We'll just say six and four. Say they do it. That'll be just as many SEC games as Bobby Petrino won in 2010 and 2011. Six SEC games. That'll be just as many games. Actually, it'll even be less. It'd be more games, more SEC wins than what Arkansas had in the past four seasons combined in one year. It's amazing what he's doing, and I hope he can keep it up because I enjoy doing these podcasts when we talk about success. Sam Pittman is bringing that success to Arkansas, and he's doing it in the right way, and he deserves 100% of the credit, credit for it, even though he won't take it. He deserves it. Before we take a commercial break, though, I got to tell you, though, that this time of day, this time of night, whatever, whenever you're listening to this podcast, this time of week, let's be honest, got to hit that reset button, man. Work is killer. Having to kick kids to school and football practices and games and travel and all that stuff. You need to chill. And that's exactly what Coors Light does for all of us. It is the beer that is made to chill. I know when I go out, I know when I'm at home, doesn't matter. I'm reaching for Coors Light. It's my favorite beverage to have because there's just something clean and crisp about the cold, refreshing taste of it. No matter if I'm watching a football game, playing with my dog, hanging out with my friends, either way, I just feel relaxed. I feel chill. I feel great. And it tastes great as well. So whenever you need to chill, whenever you want to watch a sport, flip through the channels, hang out in your Barca lounger, recliner, whatever you want to call it, doesn't matter. Reach for the beer that is made to chill, and that is Coors Light. It's the one I choose when I need to unwind. And so when you need to hit the reset button, reach for the beer that's made to chill. You can get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Right, the big news coming out of Arkansas today as well was the fact that Sam Pittman will not be traveling with the team down to Florida given the circumstances of COVID where he tested positive once again. So it is a for sure fire positive case of COVID. And uh, unfortunately, he will not be able to make the trip down to Gainesville this weekend. And, you know, you never want to see it at a point where your coach can't go. Your coach can't be the guy. Your coach can't be on the sidelines like he's normally been. And we all know it's a struggle and something he does not want to deal with. But – let me look at the silver lining. Let's look at the positives here, okay? Let's look at what Sam Pittman has done a phenomenal job of and something we just talked about in the previous segment. Coaching staff. Coaching staff. He has a phenomenal coaching staff. And when you have a phenomenal coaching staff, you as a head coach will always be in a better situation. And because of that fact, 
I believe that Arkansas will be in just fine with this coaching staff. Now, are they going to go out and beat Florida? No, I don't think so. But Barry Odom taking over the responsibilities of the head coach, a guy who has been a head coach for the past four years at an SEC school where he's gone twice to Florida to coach a team, this is exactly what type of situation you'd want given the circumstances. Now, Barry Odom in, in 2016, he, he went 4-8 at Missouri, then 7-6, and 8-5, and five, and then 6-6. Six and six. Uh, Ended up firing him after because for what reason, who knows. But here's the thing about this. Again, this, I'm not saying Arkansas is going to win, but just stay with me on this. In his four seasons at Missouri, without a question, Missouri's best win was against Florida on the road where Missouri beat the brakes off of them 38 to 17. 38 to 17, they took care of business. And that's when Barry Odom was coaching them. Now, does that mean that's for sure going to happen this year? Of course not. But you got to admit, when you see numbers like that and you start to see, okay, well, maybe, just maybe, he's a guy that has a little idea about Florida. Because he beat him the year before that, too, folks. Beat him 45-16 in Missouri. Like, he smoked him. And back in 2017, I mean, he was great there. So maybe this will be something that will surprise some people. Maybe he'll surprise some people in the way that they've played. Because he always had success against Arkansas. We know that for a fact. But against Florida, he also performed pretty well as well. Even in the games he didn't win, they always performed competitively, except for his first year. But still, my point is, is that this might be a difference maker. This might be something we can be confident in uh, because if he can prepare for that atmosphere, which won't be as big, but that atmosphere and the, the, the travels and all the connections and all that stuff, Arkansas will be in great shape. That's for sure. But they got to be able to take care of business and the locker room and also during the preparation of the game. They got to stay focused. And here's what my hope is too. I don't know if this will for sure happen, but here's my hope. My hope is that this team going down to Florida plays for Sam Pittman. They put it all out on the line for Coach Pittman, knowing that he can't be there, knowing that they can't be there for him, that he is able to watch from his home in Fayetteville, watch his team go out and beat Florida. Like, Think about the story that would be. Think about how great that would be. Think about the emotions that would be had. And showing you as a fan, seeing this team go out and play for a guy that where most of these kids weren't even recruited by him. How insane that would be and how great it would be. It could happen. Will it happen? No, probably not. But the thing is, is that Sam Pittman has done a great job of building a foundation here in the early going and building a great coaching staff around him. I'm not saying Sam Pittman's not important to the team because he is. He's the head coach. But what's equally as important is the guys that he surrounded this team with, and I have full faith, full faith, in what they're doing and what they're trying to do and what they will become. So let's see what happens. They're in good hands with Barry Odom. But the thing is, is they got to take care of business in their own right too. Maybe, just maybe, this will be the difference maker this season. Well, appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. 
can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. 